0: These love
1: Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston Proper.
2: You are Live from the Pathway. Listening
1: to live from the path we're coming from the uh, pathway studios here at Johnson Mike that has to stop that needs to stop right now Okay, here's the problem if you're on if, <laughs> if you're on the podcast only you don't you're not catching the video Mike has got his goofball face. I mean like two inches for that. I got to clean that camera. Yeah. Yeah, you c- yeah, you can count my nose hairs including the one that grows right on top of my nose randomly
2: Oh. You have a nose hair on top.
1: Yeah, most of it stays in in the forest where it belongs, and every once in a while, I get forest. this I get this young upstart that so wants to come right disgusting. out the to top of the nose, and then my
0: wife will catch it, or I'll feel a stiff breeze <laughs> wheeling it around like spaghetti. <laughs> I'm like, I got to do something about that thing, and my ear that does that, and I'm just yeah. like, oh. yeah. And then I like I'll make a video for church, and it's like up close, and then it's like. On the screen, it's monsters, <laughs> monsters like a tree sticking out. I'm like, why doesn't
2: anyone tell me these things? Hey, man, I turned 30 a couple months ago, and I think my shoulder hair knows it. That's what I it yeah. <laughs> just It's magic. Yeah. Your body I looked at him 30. and realized that I had shoulder pads on my tattoos, and I hated it. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know if that needed to be added to my grooming regime. It was obviously it really, not very long. It's
1: actually, you know, you know you're know you climbing the age scale when your haircut lady like, you want to do something about that ear hair? I'm like... Yes, please. What yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you please, mean? Please. Yeah. please do that.
0: I can't hear. What are you saying? <laughs> what was that? Okay, thanks for uh, listening. Hey, ben. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we're on live. Here's where I, okay, here's what we got going on to the show tonight. All right, uh, uh, Boova's here. Whatever. Say hello to Boova. He's also unnaturally <laughs> close. To what is going on? Yeah, today. buddy. <laughs> got their face in this camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even post the videos to YouTube anymore. It
2: turns people off. <laughs> uh, okay. I gave up on YouTube fame about twelve years ago. Yeah, I doubt that. Wait a minute, let hey, me Hey, hold up first. <laughs> <off>. <laughs> Wait a minute. Move
1: if if someone were to say, "Look, I can get like you, you you make a a deal with let's it's not the devil, but like some sort of deal <laughs> like with Tom Cruise." It's so, not the devil. It's <laughs> Tom Cruise says, "Uh, look, I can make you a YouTube star overnight." And would you have interest in it? Would you want to be a YouTube man?
0: No. Mr. influencer.
2: Yeah. Uh, no. I I feel like for a second I'd say yes, but then every bit of my lack of self esteem would eventually go no.
1: No, you're like that. You're like that lizard in Spaceballs, where the guy's trying to eat the eggs or whatever, and then the lizard lizard comes out and really wants to be the star of the show. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime guy. The lizard. <laughs> that's, that's your inner it, YouTube it, man. It is a chest burster
2: that is supposed to be like from Alien. I haven't seen that movie. The <laughs> lizard yeah. in Spaceball. Yeah, yeah.
1: This <laughs> is I what I'm talking about. about. Look how close you are to that camera, Booba. Hey. This is not necessary. <laughs> I do not have these kind of problems. All right. So here's what we got going on. All right. That's enough of you. It's like Come Piston back, Honda. In front of my chest, punch out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I got a few... Uh, I have an observation. I was sitting next to, um, uh, I was out, out driving, and I pulled up next to a dude who was listening to a podcast. Mm. And uh, it was real clear; like he was a he was an African American dude, and it uh, was obviously a couple of of, of African American fellas on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I only caught like eight seconds of this, but but the phrase that stood out to me was, "And all those white people with their HOAs." And so here's why here's here's this is this is a weird where this got me because you know, I heard retirement plan no no HOA like homeowners association yeah 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 oh yeah. so so here's I have no idea uh, what what the rest of the podcast was about I don't know this man I don't care what the podcast is what it got me thinking of though just by that one phrase it's just a weird thing to say because it 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 applies that like hey man white people as a whole live in places of which people are paying HOAs yeah. okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I never have, for the record.
1: No, I, in fact, I don't know anybody that does. But, like, that's exactly what I was thinking. What it got me thinking about, in case you're the person that is uh, easily offended and you're like, oh, where is he going with this? <laughs> um, what it got me thinking about was, is I wonder if there's anybody that does, like, um, like nationwide giant uh, perception studies. Because what would be super interesting to hear is that, like, if you were to ask... I don't know, a hundred thousand African Americans and say, look, what percentage of white folks do you think live in places where they pay HOAs as an example? All of them. I, w- w- like, would I would be interested to know because, and I thought about that. Like there's all kinds of like, um, you'll be careful how you ask these questions, but like, just think of all the types of questions you could ask, um, where you could feel like what people's, not just like, what's your opinion, but like, what's your perception? Uh, you have a belief of how the world works, how groups of types of people, how age-bracketed groups of people are, what their lives are like, and then be able to say here's America's perception of itself in all its uh, uh, cultural and diverse glory, and then here's the reality. Here's here's what you believe about white folks who pay HOAs, Uh and then, like you think it's eighty percent, it's fifteen. Does that now? Now how now? How do you reshape your world based upon where your perceptions are at? And like, I don't know, I don't know. You'd have to have like a bucket of a, of probably two hundred questions. There'd but, be like, some real good questions in there. Like, what percentage of people who have beards hunt? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd be like ninety five, right? Every time I see a guy who's got a beard and an air conditioner hat, I feel like he killed something within the week. Yeah. Hmm. And like, how many guys have killed something within the week? Well, actually, very few. Yeah. Because it just, and it, it got me, it just seemed a little bit different than you're, you're always reading surveys about like people's opinions on something and like people always trying to twist demographic and other facts to fit their narratives. It would be super interesting to me to take like a hands-off, here's just a stack of questions, 150 high. We're going to ask 100,000 people a year for the next 10 years. And like, I, I bet there's all kinds of things where I have a perception that I'm wrong. And right. I would never know it. There's not a forum for me because what I'm going to do, what I'm going to ask, uh, my, my uh, uh, as many white guys as I can think of. Hey, does anybody hey. Do have an HOA? Who've ain't been here for like two years? He's on his phone, Ben.
2: Texting my wife. He's on his phone.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I can't. Two help years, him. Ben. Yeah, yeah. He's, thinking, he's in that. It's in that phase in his marriage. That's some still, real HOA behavior.
2: Yeah, I know. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Pardon yeah. me for being worried about being four white men in a room talking about a hundred thousand African Americans talking about anything.
1: We were saying we were going to. We were going to pull. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this your perception after you did not pay attention to the conversation at all? <laughs> First off, because the you whole, think we're in trouble. The whole point was. It wasn't to assume what you know about anything. It was to ask and have an understanding of, well, here's my perception of the world, and then here's what the reality is, so you can learn from that perception. And then what you did was stop using your phone, and then present like <laughs> we're trying to present, like we know what 100,000 blackfellas
2: think. I am incensed at this behavior. I can tell, and I am too tired in any way, shape, or form to try and rebuttal against what you just said. But no, you were not, Goodness not correct. Goodness
1: me. <laughs> you are not correct. Anyway, the point was, is that, like, it it, it made me think that, like, P- part of p- part of the barriers that we have is just perceptions. Like we have a perception, and they're not even like stereotypes. Even they're just like we we think the world works a certain way, or we think certain groups of people or people in certain situations are, um, are, are realities. And like, there's not, I'm not sure. There's a great forum or a way to actually confront those types of things in a in a relatively unbiased way. Yeah, to get people to express it. Anyway, so like, I don't even. I, I tried to look to see. Like, I typed in. Annual perception survey. And of course, I didn't find anything that I'd do <laughs> um, it. Just, it just made me think that like, it would be a very useful to know where my perceptions are wrong. It was, I, I was talking to uh, somebody earlier this week at work, and they said like Caterpillar uh, did a perception study uh, similar to this about their brand, right? Huh, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Go out and do that, right? And like, uh, largely in Europe, um, the, the common perception is Caterpillar is a bootmaker. They make boots. Oh, because uh, they're, the machines aren't as that big of a deal, right? Like, yeah. if you come to the Midwest, you're like, okay, we make in-loaders, we make skid-loaders, we make combines, we make Yeah, it that's loaders. what I
0: think of, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, as soon as you hear Caterpillar, you're like, big machines, moving dirt, that's what we do. Because yep. that's what we do in the Midwest, right? But you yeah. go over Europe where they don't use them as much, and they're like, Caterpillar's a boot manufacturer who may dabble in machines. <laughs> wow. And so, it's it's that's super interesting to me, because yeah. <laughs> I would never have thought anywhere in the world that somebody would think Caterpillar is anything other than yeah. big dirt yeah. movers, you know?
0: Well, and I always I always, you always wonder, you know, we've had this conversation I have with many people over the years, like, what is the person who's never been to church, what is the perception of what church looks like? Yeah. And then how does that blow up, you know, when they attend a particular church? Right. Not realizing you can go to 10 churches and have 10 completely different experiences. Yeah, also I true. I mean, completely, you know, but if you have never gone, you think, well, yeah, well, they all do X, Y, Z. Yeah, actually, there's a
1: couple churches that I went to when when my wife and I were first married. That like, if that was the, and 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 she'd not grow she didn't grow up in the church and that was her perception of what church looked like. And they were horrible. <laughs> They're just horrible, right? There's one of them. We walked in and like we went we weren't we weren't there for five minutes, and all of a sudden I could sit up front. She had to sit in the back. And what she was supposed to be on the cherry pie ministry or something. And they were already telling her like how to get to the directions to the house. And I'm like, holy cow, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> this is not the place for us, you know? She's like. All churches are like this. I'm like, no, 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 Wait no. Wait a minute. You had to like you were you were separated. Yeah, yeah. Dudes up front.
0: Ladies I, I want to know about more about the cherry pies.
1: Yeah, uh, she was instantly part of the the cherry pie ministry. I like that. And actually, I, w- I did go to it. We went to another church where they brought a cherry pie to us, uh, like the after Sunday, because we were a first time visitor. Yeah. Showed up Monday with cherry pie, and it completely creeped me out. Did you eat it? Yeah, of course it did. I kind
0: of wouldn't. Some I'm, I get creeped out by stuff, even though they're like from like a church. I be think like,
1: someone syringed it?"
0: I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to <laughs> be needles. There's probably like Jesus yeah. needles in here or something.
1: I mean, I've done a lot of I've done a lot of electrical work for uh, a lot of people's houses that I've gone to church with, and uh, yeah, it'll 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 take you off potlucks for a while. You're yeah. Like, Ooh. Mm, I don't know that I can eat food from yeah. people's okay, houses. So this tells me that you guys are prone to internet conspiracy theories. What right? I mean? yeah, yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a guy who's super worried about syringes in their cherry pie from no, no. the church. I'm worried happen. about the conditions. <laughs> I'm worried about the conditions of which the food was made after I came in and
0: fixed a couple. It, got, ba- it got baked. Everything got baked. I off. think they're putting old communion juice in there. What else are you going to do with it? <laughs> Recycling. Yeah, what do you do with it? I mean, I it. once it gets in, you the bake little it cup. into the pie. Oh, Ooh, wait, it's a special recipes. <laughs> We're not going to throw that stuff away. It's expensive.
2: Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I feel like I'm in a fever dream right now.
1: <laughs> 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 have you ever t- have you ever su- uh, not eaten a suspicious something that someone brought you out of the kindness of their heart, Bubba? Oh,
2: okay. Uh, yes, I've thrown stuff away that people have given me out of the kindness of their heart. And oh. you said, beca- because you felt like it was uh, suspiciously it was baked, or yeah. not not because it was tasted bad, but like you're like no.
1: I'm not even touching that. You just oh, I just smelled pre- pre- it. Like
2: pre- I've had presumed? situations where people have brought me stuff trying to be sweet, and then I'm just like, that smells like a dumpster fire. Yeah, like so games. I will not be heating that up because the smell will get worse.
0: Or like they have ten cats, this can't
2: be good. But, yeah, exactly. Like I don't trust where this came from. <laughs> the, the person is very sweet. Are but... you saying that there's cat hair in it, or <laughs> yeah. they cooked one of the cats? Cat hair. Okay, got it. Yeah, Continue they on. love their you cats. They would never cook a cat. Way. I couldn't tell from the smell. Yeah. Now I they have nine it. cats, and yeah, and no, belly no, is I've four. had <laughs> people be generous to me and bring me food, and then I'm just. It actually it happens more often at work. Oh yeah, like people bring me food because like I like to cook and I like talking about the food that I cook a lot. Like I'm, I mean, I, I do a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, and so people are just like, oh yeah, well I cooked this, I'm gonna bring it for you, and I go, great, that sounds fantastic, and then they do, and I'm just like, cool, I'm gonna take this home, and then it, it never goes home. No, yeah, yeah it yeah, gets yeah. thrown away almost immediately. Yeah, See, I never. I'm
0: kind of, oh, oh, go ahead, Dan. Well, I was saying, like the electrician thing. Like, like I've been in a lot of people's homes in, in the pastoral world or, or heard, heard their life stories to the point where the church potluck. I'm like. This is someone who might put a syringe in a pie. <laughs> That's right. I mean, yeah, I go right. A know too syringe much. In There's somebody pie? that I'm used to bring
1: uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for these people. There's not a whole lot you can do
0: with this. You can't do much. Yeah. I'm but peas. I've seen their kitchen, and I still don't want to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I
2: had my pastor over, like, A month ago, and now I'm worried about what he's thinking about my place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's just allergic to cats. No judgments. It's just just that
0: you you filter things, you you file things away. That's why they call it meatloaf. It's (laughs) not real descriptive on what kind of meat they're using. (laughs) Stay away from the Engel nigger (laughs) meatloaf at the potluck. And definitely count
1: the layers on that bean dip.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: It's it, not seven layers, this is yeah. five, Karen. And I would say anything anything that anything over three layers has got some mystery business in here.
2: Matt, yeah. <laughs> if you count just shredded iceberg lettuce as a layer, get out of here. Did you check the I expiration that.
0: dates on that? <laughs> yeah.
2: I've ta- yeah, I mean if you yeah, especially a pastoral
1: or a local construction guy, you go over to people's houses and you're like, "I mean it's fine, it's nice and you got to do uh-huh. a good thing, but you'll walk out of there going, nope."
0: Mm-mm, no. uh uh-uh.
1: That dog uh that dog has been eating on that uh, turkey that's been on the table. I've been here 3 days in a row replacing le- outlets. And that turkey been sitting in the exact same place for three days. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, forget it. <laughs> but they're still living. They got a stomach of stone, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got so many probiotics in there due to the filth. They
2: <laughs> yeah, I, if you eat a lot of microbes, that's what's going to yeah. happen. I'm paying for the privilege to try to keep that kind that's of stuff down. <laughs> and they're doing it naturally. <laughs> you got some kind of microcultures going on in your stomach that I don't want to get involved in.
1: Actually, I did feel a bit real bad for our, uh, we made Christmas cookies uh, last year for the, the, the post lady who comes by the house with the mail. And boy, these were bad. These were nasty cookies. They were The kids made a bunch of gluten-free cookies. They make them so that then they can have a few of the leftovers. And I tried a couple, and I said, man, you sure you want to give that to the postwoman? I mean, she does good work. <laughs> man, why didn't you go buy some legit cookies and just let the kids bake the gluten Uh Because then they would they would have offended them because they, they thought they made really good cookies. Here's I'm not, the deal. my am not parade it
2: in front of them and go... Well, here's good cookies, and here's your bad cookies. Here's what you did. You take your bad cookies, and we're gonna give them good cookies. You could have just given them the good cookies and been like, "Well, by the way, these were baked by our kids," and then here's some legit chocolate chocolate. chips. I
1: mean, the kids have to know that they like, so they don't show up going, "Look, I made you delicious cookies." When it's not, I mean, you got to know that your gluten-free cookies aren't doing it. Yeah, there's a few. There's uh, of of the gluten-free cookies. There's like one out of the seventy-five hundred recipes that is any good. Uh, and that's because it's just peanut butter or whatever. I was gonna say, if
2: you're making cookies with arrowroot powder, <laughs> yeah. I don't want it.
1: It's a it's a ball of peanut butter with a raisin yeah, in it. You know I understand <laughs> it's that granola crowd. They'll make flour
2: out chocolate chips. They'll make, f- any they'll make chips. flour
1: out of anything, right? They're like yes. tree, tree bark flour. Actually, I was asking my wife the other day. I said, "What the heck do they make potato flour out of? Like, do they they like like dry out a potato and then run it through the mixer? Because that's how we make, like, like I've said, hey, we're out of, we're out of oat flour or whatever, and she was puts oats in the blender mixes it up. We're out of almond flour. She puts almonds in the blender and mixes it up. I'm like, I mean, how's this potato? I mean, can you dry a potato <laughs> out enough to run it through the old <laughs> vitamins? I, would, I, I, I eat... would
2: die laughing if you just <laughs> threw a potato into a blender and then went, Go. is this right? <laughs> Try <to drink> it. <laughs> These are hash browns. You made house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say when you blended almonds, didn't you make almond butter? Here's the thing: can you imagine uh, the the gravitas
1: it takes to just basically grind something up and say that's flour, that's flour, whatever it is? It mean, doesn't matter what it is. That's what they do with wheat, Mike. Yeah, they but that, wheat and grind it say, up. Yeah, yeah that's, but that's legit just flour, and wheat. it's been known uh, 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 historically as flour. But that's like saying that I can grind up anything, and now I call it flour. It's just ground up whatever you have. Yeah, chocolate flour. Yeah, yeah, run it through the Vitamix. Yeah, I made you some mango flour. <laughs> you don't get to do that, oh. right? Flour is flour. You get to call it something else. Oh,
0: okay, uh, okay, uh, I'm uh, with you. I nuts. like milk. You can't have almond milk. It's not. Didn't come from
1: a cow. No. That's not milk. It's, it's water. Milk. It's, juice it's almond something. water. Is almond what it water. is. Okay. I've made it at home. Yeah, you, you 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 basically grind up a bunch of almonds. You soak it in a bunch of water. Oh. it's basically like brewing coffee, and, and then you let it sit there till it gets all white and and milky like really cheap skim milk and then you sift all the crap out and leave what's behind. It's a almond water. Yeah, coconut milk is just juice. Yeah. It's not even that. It's, you're not squeezing anything to get it out. That's what you're saying. To be milk, it's got to come out of a teat. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine a guy milking a tiny almond tea? Come on! (laughs) Give me another (laughs) minute (laughs) here! I mean, a guy, especially a guy new to this type of operation, he's like, I've been at this for like six hours. This almond's got nothing for me. (laughs) I've been milking this almond for six hours, and
2: I've been blending that potato for three. (laughs) All it is is hash browns. wait till we start our cooking show. This is going to be great. Yeah, Yeah. that's going to be fantastic. Okay, uh,
1: so George Barna. Uh, shares four, Who's going to do the surveys when is dead? Is he a real man? Yeah <laughs> Okay, go ahead This is him yeah. I always think of Barna and Bailey Circus When oh. I ever hear his name <laughs> He says Four ways Christian parents can combat media's influence in children's lives Mike, how many can you think of any ways? I got one way Okay, let me hear it Don't let him watch media Turn it off That's it Mike says separate Amish, Amish style nah, I, I, No, y- well Oh. It depends y- on your d- definition of media Are we talking like, like what? like all Like news? Like media or, or or like
2: uh, a TV show? Is that media as well? That's like entertainment. Yeah, like Not media, though. Like, like yeah. internet, YouTube, Netflix, yeah. TV, yeah, all that is media. Any of that, yeah. Oh, okay, I got it. Because that's social oh, like, media like plus media. Multimedia. Yeah, right. yeah. I feel, I feel better keep criticizing other people's lists
1: than coming up with my own list. So you read his list, and then I will criticize it. <laughs> okay, all right. He says uh, the most significant influence on the development of a worldview in America Day is what we absorb from the media. I am not sh- now. He would know, I guess, but I am not sure that's true. He's a media I, company. I
0: don't see the kids listening to media. Uh, well, oh, I am so, thinking of news. Okay, never mind. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So think yeah.
1: about anyway. So it could be social media. It could be any media. Um, TikTok. I, I think I think it is introduced that way. I do th- I do think, and this may not be true for very much longer, but I do think it is affirmed or solidified it within peer groups still. Um, not, not, I I don't like, there's some people that that walk out on a rail and follow a a personality just like people always have, but like major shifts I think are still happening with affirmations in close, um, friend groups and contextualize, even if that's happening over social media. I don't think it's just as bland as you got an idea and it changed your life. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong about that. Um, Let's see. And if that's the case, then that says to me as a parent or grandparent or somebody who cares about the development of the worldview of children that I've got to pay attention to what media is investing in those children's minds and hearts. So they enlisted four M's that parents should employ to combat the harmful influence of the media on their children. M's? Yeah, four M's. Meatloaf. Start with an M. Mm-hmm. Number one, he first invited parents to monitor what these kids are being exposed to. Oh, because okay. our research yeah, okay. shows that most parents are happy to buy their children every device the kid wants. And then leave the kids up to determine what they're going to take in through all those devices. Mistake. They don't even know what their kids are being exposed to. So, is this something that uh, Dan? Did you actively, actively monitor? Now, your kids were on the. I suppose teenagers would have been exposed like they had devices and things, right?
0: They, they, yeah, yeah, like they got phones when they were in sports and were being left alone in the parking lot, and we thought, okay, that we need. We need to know when this practice is over. It's like a weapon. You call
1: when there's protection. You need protection.
0: Well, just when it's time to get picked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, like, well, I don't know when the practice is over. I'm not going to sit there for two hours waiting for, you know, if the coach is in a bad mood and it goes, you know, whatever. Yep, yeah. uh, And so it became like, okay, that's when they got their phones. But we, we, we tended to go toward the, the cruder phones available at the time. You know, like, they never had smartphones. Smart we were, you know, okay in charge. Um and then, uh, so did you
1: monitor, did you ever, do you feel like checking history of things or <clears throat> stuff like, do you ever feel like
0: you had to do any of that? I didn't. I mean, I, who knows what they could have done secretly, but uh, I, there was a trust there and uh, we had so, much, so many conversations. We talked about so many things that I figured I had set them up so that whatever they were exposing themselves to, they would be over, they would know how to maneuver it. Yep. Yeah, yep. I tried to make them because I, because I, I knew like you're not. It's it's there. It's just there. Right. I mean, there's you can't you can monitor, it, but it's everywhere. You yep. know, and their friends have it, and you know all that. Time. So we tried to prepare them for that. Yeah, that I sense. think
1: that's a good point. Uh, is that uh, the, the regards of how close you think you can lock your own joint down? Yeah. Like, there's always the friend. There's always the friend who's got the Playboy somewhere. Let me, you know, <laughs> exactly. Like, there's always yeah, the friend yeah. who's. No, not locked down, and has taken been looking at stuff for a while, and mm-hmm. can go, hey, take look a at look at this. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And and the whole idea was was not everyone looks at the world the way you do. So just understand there are people out there who don't believe in Jesus, who don't have moral standards, and and so don't be shocked. Don't be like, oh, I believe you. Do. You, you know, yep. You just just know that. Yeah, and it's not healthy for you. That's right. Mm. Okay. Yeah.
1: Mike. Like, Mike what,
0: what what are you doing?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, our kids have devices. I do, uh, I think when I gave them to them, like I, I asked them if they understood how, uh, like, uh, the internet browser works or how Netflix works. And I said, look, um, your history stays. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, I check it. I mean, really randomly. Um, but not very often, but basically, I mean, I use the same accountability for me, right? Like I figure what's good for where it was me is good for them, right? Oh, like yeah. my history stays, and if you didn't have anything to hide, then there's no reason for your history ever to be clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so just uh, if I find your internet history is is short or gone or missing, uh, or I can't find out what you've been watching, uh, I'll probably have to take this stuff back. Um, but I, I don't I don't I don't do it on like a weekly or even a monthly yeah. basis. It's like, seven o'clock. Yeah. Just if time. I usually I, here's the thing that I can tell with with my kids is like if they spend an inordinate time on electronics. Um, they start to get a little bit of a uh, me centric mm-hmm. attitude mm-hmm. right like and it just I mean, it happens to adults too right it's just more noticeable cuz they have a parent you know in the room i could probably i probably do the same thing there's just no one parenting me you know mm-hmm. but like um and so if i if i see that coming or if i feel like that's coming on or i need an explanation on some behavior i've been looking at Eh, I'll, I'll be like, just let me see your computer. I'm gonna go through it. Same same <laughs> yeah. thing with phones. Like they got they got passwords on their phones. I know what they are. Yeah. If I can't, if there's ever a time that I can't get in your phone because you change your password, I'm gonna have to take the phone back. So because it's my phone, mm-hmm. you know. So and, and so you know, it's it's saying, look, you have this is the freedom, but the protection is is like there's a, there's a chance someone's gonna catch up on you. Uh, you're go- gonna check up on what you're doing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I think I, mine's, mine's similar. It's the the cost of the device is tra- is transparency. Um and then uh which which means like you're more likely to get someone to say something to you, like they're gonna talk about things they may have run into or whatever. And like I think I'll check uh, every once in a while I'll check messages and every once in a while I'll look at um um at browser history, but like it's not it's not a ton. Yeah, and and frankly that's just a uh it it's like it's like putting your putting your kid out into the world and, and you peeking out the door every once in a while going Are we doing okay here? You know, just to make sure they're not, because I'm like, you know, people get sucked in. This is not all, like, micro-parenting. You know, it's, I mean, you still give a crap about your kids, mm-hmm. right? And so you don't throw them out like you've been in the world long enough. You, I, I don't even know if I'm uh, fit to be out in it, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, <laughs> as, as much as you want to give your kids freedom, uh, there's a there's a, a a way to parent well where it gives your kids freedom to go out and experience some things. But, you, I mean, you still check up on them and go, how's things
0: going? There is an enemy whose desire is to devour them. Correct. And he's quite cunning. Yes. So, yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So uh, we, we we agree. Monitor. Monitor makes sense. Hmm? Okay. So also, suggest that parents minimize it because our research also shows that in America, the biggest addiction in our country is media. We spend more time literally absorbing messages from media than anything else we do except for sleep. Hmm. I what am I? I saw the other day that it said that the average American watches four hours of TV a day. Do you guys watch that much TV a day? Uh,
0: I can't imagine. That's a lot. That's not an answer, Dan. <laughs> well, i can't imagine not <laughs> i can't i mean i didn't want to say no you know emphatically when if you maybe if you mentioned it it would be like well you're at 345
1: yeah. i mean maybe it's a lot is are they saying tv counts as all video streaming internet yeah i think so
2: yeah buva what was that same high to you or no no absolutely not no you mm-hmm. do you you get in four a day um if i'm not working Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a day off where I actually am trying to like relax a you're little sitting bit. Sitting back, yeah, yeah.
0: I can see that a day like that, yeah, right. yeah.
2: But like an average of four hours? No, a day? not an average of four hours because yeah, I'm working. Yeah, that seems real high. I'm working or sleeping. Mm. I don't know. I bet two. I bet two. two you de- on that.
1: Like you watch something every night, an episode of something. Yeah, watch yeah, well, okay. a couple three episodes or something, or with your with
2: your significant other while you're you know decompressing the day and saying what like entirely. I think the yeah. biggest thing I would do is watch YouTube videos of like cooking. Mm-hmm. Like I watch like cooking shows. Are they about cooking? <laughs> Cook cooking. <laughs>
0: do they address the cat hair? <laughs> what, to, what to do? What to do
2: about these people? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So 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 yeah, minimize. Ben, just to reiterate, I did want to let you know that the shows that I do watch um, <laughs> <laughs> mainly, I would say cooking. Is, uh, There's a lot of food involved. Is, uh, yeah, <laughs> like food, like cooking, cooking food <laughs> is the usual thing. Grilling. Um, not to be redundant or anything, right. but just, yeah, it's cooking. Sometimes they're just heating up the food. Sometimes they're actually <laughs> Right, like I wouldn't it. even <laughs> call it cooking. It would just be like reheating. Yeah, fire loads. Um, but a lot of them are, yeah, in fact, yeah, cooking.
1: So, yeah. so like, uh, I, I did you ever... Uh, I, I guess so. How do you, how do you go about this? How do you minimize for your kids? Like, I mean, we'll kick them out of the house and be like, "Look, you can't. It's nice outside. Go outside." Gotta or it's not son. nice outside. Get out. <laughs> I don't care either way. <laughs> we do we do a time limit, so like you can you can have phones uh, or, or be on electronics uh, after like eight, and like you got to be in bed by nine or nine thirty. Yeah. And so like you get to use your time wisely. But here's this is the beauty of giving that type of freedom is because the next day or the day after they'll be like, "Oh, I just really wanted to." you know, play a game with you, Dad, and then you weren't around, him. I'm like, you had between 8 and 9.30, and this didn't come up. You you made no mention of this, but all of a sudden, the technology's gone, and all of a sudden, Dad's a real commodity, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, just realize that, like, <clears throat> words and actions, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can see right through this, you're like, oh, I just didn't have time to clean my room. I mean, you had time between 8 and 9.30 to do it, and you did not, so it couldn't <laughs> have been that important to you, you know? Yeah. And so, like, it, it, it helps give a little bit of uh you know cause and effect some structure that goes look you do have some freedom but realize like uh it's it's not free of all responsibilities. It's not like a, an hour and a half that gets taken completely out of the day if if you didn't get your laundry done. I don't I don't want to hear nothing I don't want to hear nothing about this, right? You had time to do it and you chose not to. Yeah. So I mean that's true that's true as an adult, right? You're setting people up for life. Like as soon as you get out of your mom and dad's house, you can sit around and do nothing all day. You're gonna have a hard time eating, sleeping, wearing clean clothes, or doing all the things that you've accustomed to while living at your at your mom and dad's place. You know, yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one was um, mediate. Uh, serve as the mediator between what the media is trying to get you to believe and what we as followers of Jesus believe, based on what the Scriptures teach. He remarked that if parents are watching a show with their children that exposes them to an idea that runs contrary to the biblical worldview, they should tell them. We know that's a lie because the Scriptures teach us this. Okay, I don't know. I mean, don't. I wouldn't say it like that. No. Yeah, it's, I'd say it differently. But like a real nerd. Like that's a hundred percent. That's not our system. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever say
2: something was real nerdy?
1: Yeah. To go, we know that's a lie. You know, because Colossians two us. says that's a lie. Yeah. 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 That seems nerdy to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like saying because the Bible tells us so. Yeah. What did Jesus love?
0: Yeah. yeah, me? yeah. There'd be all, many many times over the years I'd pause. You know the. Uh, in Montana, whatever you know, whatever's yeah. on, it, and go. Yeah. Hey, j- just clarify. We we, we think differently because the kids came in while you were watching it, or <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, the, uh, I'm just checking
1: this out. I thought the you guys news was it. on 62. My bad. <laughs> Montana, Montana.
0: <laughs> it was it, it was it was often. there were often conversations and and I tried really hard not to make it creepy, you know, like yeah. a, not, I wasn't talking down to it. It was just like, hey, here's what the world looks like. It's so hard not to sound cheesy, yeah, because you know you sound cheesy to them.
1: yeah, yeah, like right? yeah. you're already old mm-hmm. and for, in their estimation and and you're already out of touch with whatever's going on. and then you try and explain, uh, uh, Grace, Grace accuses me of this all the time. She's like, I don't know why. Anytime technology comes up, you have to start talking like a conspiracy theorist, like they're out to get me. I'm like, they are. Well, yeah. <laughs> they are out to That's get me. lizard people. <laughs> yeah, <are coming. laughs> I'm telling you. Hello, my baby. Hello. And, and it totally different like, lizard. It like, it short. You know, it wasn't like a half-hour, you know, sermon. It, it, it was like just
0: little. Hey, we don't do that. Yeah, that yeah. would make
2: that Hannah Montana episode really long if every time something <laughs> exactly. broke down, Dan's like. We don't well, wear right. the fake the hair. Started here. Leviticus twenty seven thirteen <laughs> <Yeah>. says. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It wasn't that. It was just... It was... Ben, admittedly, that sounds like something you might do. What do you mean? Uh, like I would give the Bible verse? No, as in you'd spend the 25 minutes talking about why something that was said in one line was bad. Oh no! I might definitely I'd do that. Yeah. Turn the Hannah Montana episode into four and a half hours. Yes, yes, <laughs> because no, you I've... keep pausing it and going. <laughs> okay, I know we just talked.
1: Yes, yo, no, yes, pegged, <laughs> guilty as charged. <laughs> Actually, I, I spent a I number. Feel like of...
2: You come up with a quiz at the end of it. All right, now why don't we believe that? B. That also sounds right.
1: Yes, <laughs> I, so, so like uh, I used to um, last year, I was having to drive uh, my oldest to jazz band um, r- relatively early in the morning. Like we'd leave the house at five forty-five or something to get to um, the other side of town, and like we'd be listening to. Um, news uh, and it was NPR because they like at least it was always news and so they'd be talking and like I swear every story was like okay now I want you to think about how they presented this to you does this seem right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but like, it's, been a lo- it's been helpful because like, now right. she's, she's pretty good at it. She can pick out, like, yep. hey, we're missing a part of the story. I said, don't presume that it's nefarious, but just know that you're missing it yeah. and that you don't have a complete story until you get it.
2: Yeah, sweat and training so you don't bleed in war. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So like, um, So I think that's been – and that, that, the right mediation, I think, as, as people take in media, and like that's the, one of the biggest risks of media is, one, um, perpetrating lies to your children or, or things that we otherwise wouldn't agree with in mass. So just because 50 people said the same thing still doesn't make it true. Just because a million people shared it, just because it seems it's with a cool graphic. Uh, Secondly, you're almost never getting, especially with social media, you're almost never getting things in context. But it's also true for all forms of traditional media. If someone told you the state of the war somewhere in the Middle East in under 90 seconds, you did not get a full perspective. It's just not. You just didn't. And so, like, reserve judgment. They're passing on facts. That's great. If they're not like anything beyond that, just be careful. You're probably not getting a full picture, especially a so an, a politician reacted this way or these politicians reacted this way. You're getting shifted on the story. And I, it's it's agnostic to uh, political side. It's just happening. And so um, if you can pick that stuff out, then whatever, you can consume media all you want to. I get more enjoyment out just listening to it. But like. But not, um, I don't get riled up about it. because I'm like, boy, there's a half story, as yeah. opposed to like, I'm real incensed because of this thing or this thing. I'm like, I, I don't even know whether that's true or not. I'm gonna have to check.
0: Yeah, I tell you what, one of the most gratifying conversations I had with my youngest daughter. She was in her undergrad year, so sometime in that first four years, um, she we had a conversation, and and she was saying what she was so grateful for in her upbringing that her her peers did not get in in the conversation. is that. When there was a uh, like a rule or a, uh, some type of conversation I would have with her of why we weren't doing something, I actually told her why. It wasn't just because well because I'm the dad. Yeah, right. You know, I say so Christians don't do that. It's like it would give a, a more of a purpose. This is why we don't do that, and so she could think, learn to think, and like okay, and if it's a different situation i can still think okay we yep. don't do these things and, and like so many of her friends had no clue how to handle life because all they did was the, the whatever particulars mom and dad talked about yeah, right yeah. wrong right here's wrong the list here's all yeah
1: yeah it's because the whole goal is to is to be able to recognize sin and then when sin go put a mustache on it comes back in and be like
0: yeah. hello <laughs> i'm a different <laughs> be
1: like, I'm hey strange. man i
0: recognize you yeah right exactly,
1: that mustache exactly. ain't fooling me <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't mean I didn't know I was doing that. I like to think I was intentional, but it was it was it was, right. it was, it was, it was purely a, by accident. Yeah, I just yeah. ooze greatness. <laughs> 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 put on a jean jacket and things happen. Uh,
1: okay, moralize, and then finally, um, oh no, that was the last and final. It was moralize, in other words, helping them to understand the difference between right and wrong. Well, that one might not have been necessary. I assume that was part of mediate. Otherwise, your mediation is funny. Uh, you know, here's the thing: is um, if it wouldn't been for some of the conversations we've been having about. Uh, masks and points of view or whatever, um, that one, I, it's, it's not as clear to me. Like, I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really growing to understand the battle of the goods, right? Of, of, of two people or two different sides of a story that are coming at it, believing that they're making good decisions here, right? And yeah. so, like, I think we're, sometimes we're too quick to go good and evil or right and wrong and, and, and take the, the humanity out of it, uh, which is God's whole, his whole deal, like his humanity is his whole deal, right? Like he created an earth and put us as an ambassadors his representatives on the earth. and so like taking some of those things out of it and acting like um, religion is or is a straight black and white, you know, good on one side, not good on the other side, I think that's categorizing people as less than, and uh, I never noticed Jesus be doing that. So I mean, there's some things that we can't acquiesce to, right There's some things that are pretty black and white. God's heart has spoken on it. His intentions are pretty straightforward. Um, we can always say, I don't think we agree on this, but I think we can still be friends. We can still be in a relationship of some kind. Um, but on the other hand, when there's especially political type things, um, I think more often than not, we're coming from battle of goods here. Where people believe that they're, they're, they're doing the best thing. Um, and e- even, even talking about some of the Middle East stuff. Go ahead and talk to them. Go ahead and talk to both sides of that conflict. And both of them believe that they're doing what is necessary and right and good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's a really good exercise is like, um, your gut reaction should never be good evil. I would, I would first say different. Yes. Different. How like where different? So where the same. Where are we, what do we, do we agree on anything at all? And then now focus on where you're different. And then figure out why you have a difference there. And then maybe you can make a good evil thing. Like you can, you can get to a point where it says, as opposed to like big buckets of good and evil, like let's narrow it down and figure out exactly where, where the problem is. And then eventually there's going to be – there's a moral choice in there somewhere. But like what we tend to do is we like we, – we, we paint the whole picture that way as opposed to saying this is the thing that actually throws it off. We're good here. We're good here. This is where we parted company. These are where the decision tree took us. And then ultimately, that's the moral question that, we, that we're not agreeing on. Because like th- that's that, you can point, that's substantive. It feels like human versus human unnecessarily um, when we just go, you have an idea. I have an idea. I hate you for that. Uh, that that's not productive. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Panelists also elaborated on what constitutes a worldview. A person's worldview is formulated to, uh, by answers to questions asking, where did I come from? Does my life have meaning? Yes, no, and why? Hmm. I don't care about that. That's an odd uh, addition to the story. Yeah, yeah, Holy yeah. cow, it goes on for another eight paragraphs of blah, blah, blah. So noting that there are 16,000 hours between kindergarten and 12th grade, you cannot overcome the impact of those 16,000 hours by taking them to church on Sunday and maybe take them to youth group on Wednesday night. So I do think that's true, um, although you counted the number of hours uh, they have exposure to school. How many hours do I have at home? Like i'm because I'm not relying on my Sunday school teacher or the pastor to rescue my kid mm-hmm. um, like you you're gonna have to parent them at home um and I think it, th- I think you'd double double down on that. Yeah. Like, I, there's a lot of folks, in fact, I was, uh, some uh, focus on the family put uh, something out on the on the Facebook this week, we're like, here's our, how to talk to your kids that have walked away from Jesus, or how to prevent them from walking away from Jesus, right? And the comments were just filled with parents that, like, I did everything right, I, I lived a good Christian upbringing, I taught them everything that Jesus should or not, and they walked away from Jesus anyway. Mm. And, like, two out of my three kids, you know? And, like, and it was just comment after comment after comment, and, 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 there, every once in a while, you'd get someone in there asking for prayer for that situation. I'm like, I believe that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy, I'm on yeah. board with. Everyone else, I feel like. And, and here's the thing: is like, it's it's way more common than you think. Oh, is yeah. is, is yeah. you are like you're you're a good parent. You love your kids. And not, that's not what we're talking about here. But you take the spiritual thing, the thing that God has taught us about how His world is supposed to work, and you said we better leave that to the professionals. The thing is, is like if you want especially the youth group and a church attendance for a child to mean something to them, they need to be reinforcing what you're already doing. That makes it legitimate. is because they know that your mom and dad aren't just religious zealots, and that's just not them on, and how they are, and they go into another community of people and go, oh, well, my, my youth group lady was saying the exact same thing. And so that must, now that must be God's deal. That must be what God has said, not just what mom has said. You know and so that's how you how you youth group and and church programming for kids start to add legitimacy to the things that you're doing at home. But if it doesn't exist at home, now the youth group guys to sell it. Or your pastor is some kind of hard-nosed jerk face. Yeah. You know in the kids in the kids estimation, well, you know, they don't really make that big of a deal out of this stuff at home and so obviously uh, that guy's hard to get along with, right? So you're not doing yourself any favors trying to do it that way. Yeah, I agree. So, and it talks about um, uh, sc- schools laying a foundation that the media then supports. So, I guess I, if there's a broad takeaway here, it's that, like, um, you should, whatever those four M's are, should probably be true for almost anything your kids are dealing with. Like, like <laughs> you don't turn your kid over to anything. Right. You're constantly monitoring how much exposure they have to any given thing, talking them through Even it. And their how, friends. That's right.
0: Yeah. 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 Same difference. Yeah. They're peers.
1: Yeah. 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 So just like, just I I guess, sum it up be active in their lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then tell them true things in reaction to the things they're running into. And if this can be an encouragement for you, uh, it's never too late to take your role as a parent back. Doesn't matter how far you let it slide. You gave them devices, they got four devices, and you let them go crazy wild for the last three years, and you're like, I got to do something, but they're going to be mad at me. I got to take their devices away. Just do it. They're mad at you anyway. Just take them away. Yeah. Just take them away. And then, add, I mean, give them back to You'll give them back to them. You know, like, you'll find you'll find where you feel comfortable as a parent for them, but if you failed, uh, don't live in the failure. Don't be like, I've already done it. I've already made this. You let them date somebody that you shouldn't have. You let them go somewhere where they shouldn't go. Just say, uh, yeah, that was my reaction last week. That is no longer my reaction. Here's what we're going to do moving forward. Right? That do, just take it back today. Don't sit on it and wait and worry about their feelings on the matter. That they're children. That's your job is to parent them. And like you cannot let their feelings run your house. You've seen their feelings. They're wild and unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's not like that's the thing is that you got to be reasonable with your kids is that like um, th- they're depending on you to help them set boundaries. They don't know what the boundaries are. They're going to press them. They're going to push around to see what works and what's what's good, what's not good. They're going to try out different ideas and stuff. And like, if you don't act as the boundary, they're going to keep on going um, because that's what they're testing. Like, every, in fact, everybody does. Adults are still doing this. Like, you are still you are still trying things out and going, okay, I can handle that, or you know what? No, I can't. Now maybe if you live a tame life and it has to do with how many tamales you can eat or how many sodas, or how late you can drink soda. But, like, you tell me you're not still doing it. Like, you yeah. know, you say, man, I probably shouldn't drink all this soda, and then you are go, you know, I'm going to try this at 8 o'clock and see if it works out. And then it doesn't work out, and you're like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to not drink soda after 5. You're still doing this, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to keep doing it. Your kid has just got a whole mi- a whole bunch of things. They haven't nailed down any of that yet. You're like... I know probably not soda late at night. I just don't know how late. Your kid's like, I don't know why not soda all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so yeah. so like be the be the boundary. Be help them not walk off cliffs. It's totally fine. Yeah. I yeah. Just don't be afraid to take it back. All right. Uh okay, I don't care about that article anymore. Uh you're listening Life from the Path. I don't know. Uh, maybe um maybe you've had experience in this and you're like, Hey, I tried all this stuff and it didn't work or um, you've run into situations where you got some additional tips, uh, we'd love to hear them. You can give us a call or a text on the Life from the Path, Bob Eisenhower, complaint line, 515-517-0085. That's 515-517-0085, the Bob Eisenhower, Life from the Path, complaint line. Uh, you can call or text. Uh, Bob's a good man. Uh, my mom's car broke down, and uh, she blew a tire and somehow uh, limped it into the Eisenhower parking lot. Really? Yeah. And so I had to shoot him a text. that said, Bob... I. My mom's car is in your parking lot, <laughs> and he said it's no problem. Cause I thought maybe he'd tow it away. You know, he doesn't know. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's not like she landed it there on purpose. It just happened to be his parking lot. I said, well, bonus. Uh, so anyway, I, I was I had like an open tire sitting in there in his parking lot, and he was real gracious about it. That's yeah. why we like Bob. Yeah, that's cool. Okay.
0: Yeah, buy a house. Yeah.
1: Wait. Yeah, buy house. Yeah, this is a good reason. If you weren't <laughs> yeah. thinking of buying before, now's the time. i let you park that Jethro mobile here. You better use me for your next transaction. Uh, I, I, so I'm interested in your t- Students nationwide take part in Bring Your Bible to School Day. What do you uh, think about this? Dan, you ever, were you ever part of something like that?
0: No, I just always thought it was dorky. <laughs> like uh,
1: uh, at the eighth annual Bring Your Bible to School Day, students were emboldened to share the word of God
0: with their t- classmates. Uh, wh- what's the disconnect here? I, I, yeah, if you just see I have a physical Bible then now you now you've been evangelized or something it's like I think you need to be living it, you know? I mean Yeah, I think it goes back to uh um uh a legitimate thing. Like we talked about with the parents
1: and the, and the youth. The same thing is true with your classmates, right? Like you yeah. show up here every day acting like a complete horse is behind and then all of a sudden bring yeah. the, bring your Bible to, because your mom and dad put it in your hands and set you on the way and like represent Jesus today. So, yeah.
0: you know, like they're going to see right through this. Put on the Pharisee robe and put on yeah. the long dangly tassels and they're going to think you're a good prayer. Yeah. You know, it's like,
1: uh. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's true when talking to, with just about anybody who doesn't know Jesus. Uh, you have no excuse not to love them. That's a that you have to do. Uh you don't ever change or agree to things that God doesn't agree with, right? You don't ever move. because this is this is true with all types of, of sin and people who don't know Jesus is eventually at some point in their life they're gonna start questioning the decisions they've been making. And you have to be that person that they can come back and talk to. Because you never moved. You never agreed that the sinny thing they were doing was not sin. You called it what it was and you said, yes, that's what it is, but I still love you. And so, like, that when you, when you bring a Bible to, to, to school and you don't actually read it, uh, you're going to give a really false impression on what, uh, who Jesus is and what yeah. God is about. And, like, it's just, it seems dangerous to me, honestly. Like, it, it's, it's one of those things that, like, as soon as you decide that, like, maybe following Christ ain't for you, you should probably stop preaching. Or talking to people, <laughs> right? Until you get, until you you understand what what is happening and where you're at, you know. And so it just seems like an awfully kitschy, kitschy move. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. If the expect, I, I guess if if it wasn't bring your Bible, if it was something else, like, would you are you making disciples? If everybody who loved the Cincinnati Reds coordinated and put a day together where they all wore their Reds paraphernalia. I mean, I suppose I know who the Reds fans are, but that has no particular consequence to me. But it doesn't—it doesn't motivate me to be a believer. I don't really want to listen to them talk to me about why I should love the Reds, right? Uh Like I don't. It just um, seems—it's like maybe it just feels like a shallow victory. Like we're claiming some sort of success for what? For doing something we could do on our own every day, if you want to. Yeah. And like, I mean, do they real? Do they think kids are doing this? Like they're showing up with the Bible, and kids are going like, "Oh, good, now I'm open to the gospel." I just, yeah, I just don't know. Yeah. I, maybe I'd be surprised. Maybe it'd be real awesome to hear like stories out of this thing where they're like, yeah, you know, you don't think it works, but, like, the Word of God, someone just carrying the Word of God around makes flowers grow. Like, I, I'm, I it's know. something God can't do it. Yeah, I just, right,
0: right. I, I don't know. I, I kind of put it up there with, like, I always thought it was kind of creepy like when they did the 40-hour famine thing and then they'd all wear T-shirts. Hey, I'm fasting. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know, 40-hour. I mean, it's a fast, yeah, yep. I mean, but it's not like seems not the purpose, you know, you're going kind of contrary to right the, the heart of it. You know Yeah,
1: and of why God was doing fastings anyway, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but we're raising awareness. You yeah, just have to watch... To you. you have to be aware of anything
1: that calls attention to yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's all. And like, yeah. I, and, and I suppose you can weigh it and measure it and go, hey, where are we at here? But like, you bringing a Bible to school causes uh calls attention to you not necessarily to Jesus yeah right you can you can call attention to Jesus by the way that you interact with other people for sure um but the fact that like even christian t-shirts are like eh. Eh. Yeah. yeah yeah wear I, them don't wear them hey I do see those Bldr shirts around town all the time though yeah yeah that guy we had like I, I see him a lot Hey, it's more prone to people who go to coffee shops Well here's the thing It's like I saw somebody wearing a BLDR t-shirt And like when I was out in West Des Moines I waved at them and they didn't wave back And I thought oh I see uh, it's yeah, a real jack-wagon. A yeah, yeah. We got. I, I was about ready to call that guy We had to come in and say like You need to go get that shirt back You're deconstructing He's, Yeah <laughs> that's right I'm getting rid of the D and the R So, <laughs> so the guy from uh, Who's a folks on the family no doubt uh, He says it opens doors for students To talk to their friends about the gospel like, this was the occasion. If they're your friends, like, I just, why, I don't know why you'd have to focus it on this. I'm not sure that, like, oh, the door was shut because you didn't physically bring your scriptures to, to school. Yeah. I, I don't know. It connects them with other believers in their school. That seems kind of handy. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. 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 Except for, because of how they've set up the event, I might be a little wary of either the parents or the kid who show, who's the guy who's like, heck yeah,
0: Bible day. Yeah, we had a guy on our football team who (laughs) would carry his Bible around. Like I just didn't, I never, I don't know if I ever talked to him. Yeah, and I'm I was a total Bible guy. I totally loved Jesus. Yeah, and I was just like, you're kind of weird. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But because says more about me. It feels like
1: he's going to use it aggressively. (laughs) Like you just don't. (laughs) Um, And this this one is actually makes me nervous. It allows them to celebrate their religious freedoms in the United States. I'm like. Yeah, but why? Like, why would I have the—I don't—the only reason I care about whether I have a religious freedom is f- so it has the ability to otherwise help me s- spread the good news. I don't care that I have a personal religious freedom that requires a celebration. Like, I just—it's a wrong thought. Like, that seems like an exercise on, I want to show you that I have a right to do this. Yeah. That doesn't change the world. That no. just justifies you. No, there's, there's dudes on the other side of the world that are carrying their Bible to go to the market because they might get shot on the way there and they're going to read it whether the guys are filling their order right like they're, it's part of their day it's part of the regular right it's like saying like hey but wear your socks to work day and you're like finally like i wear socks to work every day and everybody knows it and yeah. so like uh, it's odd to call attention to something that like it, either you do it or you don't either it means something to you yeah. or you don't and like people will know that hopefully by the way that you're living it out and so like the 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 one one day of hey hurrah showing it to everybody kind of stuff is like once again, I think you just got to be careful of that of, of, of what it's calling attention to. Yeah, yeah. It is cool to meet other, like to know that there's other Jesus people. Maybe we building. could, we we'll maybe we put something else together, like wear a gray shirt or something. I don't know, like figure out. I just thought the Joy flagpole fish. prayer thing wasn't so bad. I don't. I didn't think it was like they had the kids get together at the flagpole before oh, uh, yeah, school yeah. started. Could right. Yeah, just praying. I'm like, yeah. okay, one, you're you're bringing God into this deal. You're praying for your school that you're going to, and you get to see the other Christian folks, and we like, well, hey, we're a bigger community than we thought. And then you get to walk in and bold and take it on, right? But like it, the, the Bible thing doesn't seem the same to me, and I don't know why. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Do we think bulk of uh, bulk of students are high school students or junior high? But he says students can participate all through college. Like what? This feels like permission. Like, you think college kids are going to ask you, is it okay if I bring my Bible t- today? It's just, it, it, you know what it does? I think what, what, what I, where I get wary here is that um, I think it's real easy to look at um, this type of thing, which just feels like propaganda to me. And mm-hmm. then I look at the Christians and I think, those people are easily fooled. Look how they got propagandized. Yeah, It'd be the same thing if a bunch of Scientologists and their kids started showing up, handing out crap. I'm like, this kid doesn't even know what he's talking about. Like, his parents are obviously making him do it. This is a weird belief system. It would be. It'd it be just like, delegitimizes it to me. It'd be like if I was going, like like I could travel out of town for work, right? And like my Bible, it'd be like if I if I put my Bible at the top of my bag and then spilled my bag open like, oh, hey, Booch. fellas, there, you guys <laughs> saw my Bible. Yeah, I'm in Jesus, man. You know, my Bible stays in my bag because that's where it's going to be when I take it out and read it. Right? Yeah. It's just, it just—it just seems like it's—it's—it's it's it's all for show. It's like it's yeah.
0: a, propping up a, a weird reality. It's like you have your Bible on the phone and you say, "Hey guys, I'm reading my Bible now." Yeah, and just a heads up. Get into your phone. Yeah, it's like,
1: uh, yeah, that's just- ah, And then I think to myself, like, uh, but focus on the family puts a lot of time into this. They expanded mm-hmm. into homeschool kids. Yeah, right. Like, the harvest is plentiful. I mean, kind of elsewhere, homeschool kids are filled with this kind of jazz. Yeah. They take Bible cl- as a class, these people. Uh, and so, I mean, not all of them, but, I mean, really, if you're going to focus your time, I'm just, I'm not sure. Well, we saw an opportunity to expand into homeschool. Okay, I mean. Yeah, tough nut to crack, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But, like, uh, but like, we're spending time. There's people whose jobs are these to, like, jig this thing up. Yeah. I just, you know, maybe we'll do something else. <laughs> maybe focus our time on something else. I'm less worried about whether they showed up to this day they said, we want a million people to do it. I'm like, I, I mean, is that, it's just such a bad measure of anything. Like, if you want to invest in something that, to do in, in public school focus to otherwise, like, I don't know, FCA, when it actually used to be FCA, and they cared about some of the Christian stuff going on. But, like, that kind of work, maybe that's awesome. Maybe that's really cool. But yeah. Do they not care about that anymore? I, it's just, it's. I mean, the notion of being a Christian in FCA is, like, largely unnecessary. Yeah. I, it's. I, you can't press the matter. It's a, now it becomes a discriminatory, yeah, discriminatory yeah. Oh, problem. Gotcha. Um, so, like, um, I, I just, I, I just, uh, the focus. Are we focusing? Let's go with what, what. Where can we agree? We can agree that focusing in this area is right. Uh, and that kids, like all the stuff that you say comes from it, I don't think comes from it. But we want, we do want those things to happen. I do want kids praying, uh, thinking about their school thoughtfully, looking for opportunities to share the gospel, being emboldened and empowered to be confident in who they are and what they believe, in, even in that environment. These are all right things. I just think like how you're going about it is a real false victory. You're not only not winning, you're also not winning people to the way you're thinking. Mm-hmm. We should stop spending time on it. Okay uh let this guy says bring your bible school day and the live your faith challenges as a way to create contributors in god's kingdom story rather than consumers again mm. it's not the same i don't i'm just not sure that that's what it's doing we've lowered the bar so much mm. yeah that that's that's what it feels like is we've really lowered the yeah bar. what does it look like to be a disciple of jesus carry the book and be bold about it, and even even like I just it almost presents kids the opportunity to feel real to be arrogant too, like hey I'm exercising my free rights to do so. I mean, is this the posturing that we're after? Right now, you're trying to solve a political problem, not day yeah, necessarily. A yeah, you problem. want to fight that on another realm, like I, it's different. It's just different to me. Like um the 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 rights and things that our country proposes to honor, I think you should fight for that, but don't blend this over here. Uh, just to make sure you're not using Jesus as a weapon to solve your own personal or political problems. Mm-hmm. Where Jesus cares about it anyway, and, and then you're using a political process to emboldenly like make sure those things happen. I'm okay, or that you try to maintain the freedom to do it. I'm okay with it. Just um, it just feels like you're picking it up as you're using Christ as a weapon yeah. for something you can, for you. And like I, that seems, yeah, that seems real bad. Okay. Uh, finally. Uh, Texas A&M kicker recited Psalm 23-1 all night before hitting game-winning field goal against Alabama. <laughs> okay. Hey, you remember what I was saying last week? We have trouble reading these stories. So I'm like, here's how they're going to go. We're going to find something that seems like super Christian, and we're going to y'all onto it and get a lot of encouragement for it when we probably shouldn't. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said it all night? What did he, Hold on. What do you he say here? Um, let's see. thought it was an incredible night. Best moment of my life. Right after I accepted Jesus into my heart as my true Lord and Savior. And then after getting married to my wife this summer. Good catch. I'd rank this one three. Uh, After the game, he deflected the praise for his kick and turned it toward his team. It's not just me. I get to do a little fraction of it. Blah, 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 blah. What does he say about this thing? Oh, he tried to just focus on doing his job. I was just repeating Psalm 23, 1 to myself all night, which is the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. That kind of comforted me, but that's the moment I live for, and I kind of want to focus on that. Then celebrate afterwards just so I deliver on my part. They've been delivering on their part all night long. So here was the thing where I'm with him. Uh, I, I do use scripture that way. Um, and it actually even doesn't even have to be particular to a, a circumstance. Like there are times where I get um, anxiousness in, in my stomach and stuff. And just like reciting words of Jesus is helpful to me. Mm-hmm. Just whatever's coming to mind and just kind of let it just keep coming and just let it kind of saturate and, and move around, even if it's not related to what's going on. Uh, that is helpful to me. I'm I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. uh again the problem i think is that i see it in a news story and the way they've used it i uh, just makes it seem kind of goofy yeah yeah, that's super disappointing
0: yeah yeah all
1: right hey you're listening to life from the path i don't know i think i'm tapped out on stories good i got some advice and then we're gonna tail it yeah let's do it ready yep dear life from the path we have a niece who spent 12 years in hollywood trying to become an actress The only job she ever managed to land was a TV commercial that showed only her hands. After spending tens of thousands of dollars and having five different agents, she finally gave up and moved back to Kansas. She has now written a play in which she is the producer, director, and sole actor. Mm -hmm. She has rented a venue and now expects all her friends and family to pay $50 each to come and watch her perform. We feel this is nothing more than a hobby of hers and question the level of talent and entertainment that will be presented. We rarely attend even the best of Broadway plays, but now feel obligated to go to keep peace in the family. How can we get out of this without causing resentment? I think you should go. I mean, unless, like, legitimately you don't have the money. But, like, um, it's, um, here's the thing. I think you're going to have a good story one way or the other. Either you're going to be super impressed, or you're going to be able to talk, I mean, not with everybody, but definitely with your spouse on the way home, you're like, boy, that was real rough. Yeah. We ain't been fleeced like that in years. Just don't, I just don't know about this. I had a suspicion she was awful. I saw her handwork, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I just, um, I mean, you don't have to go. I wouldn't feel any particular obligation, but like, uh, I'd go. I'd probably go.
0: I, pr- I probably, I probably would too, and I'd probably grumble about it uh, to my wife all the way there. <laughs> She's, they're sucking a hundred bucks out of us. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: Nothing gotta, brings marriages yeah. together like a mutual grumble. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's uh, on like a tertiary side of the family, right? Like it's deep in your wife or deep into your side. and You're like these clowns. Yeah, we'll go, but I'm telling you what, and then you get to leave and go, that cousin, I tell you what, <laughs> yeah, better not do this again. We can't be hanging out with these yeah. people. I mean, you don't have to go again. Uh, I mean, like I said, you don't have to go. I don't think you should feel obligation. And, like, there's no reason. If they try to guilt you, then that's on them. That's their fault. And, frankly, then they've shown their true colors. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, I would just make a night out of it. I think it'll be a good memory one way or the other. It'll bring some entertainment and something to talk about for years to come. I'd just go. Yeah, agreed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because if if she doesn't have talent, it will flop. And then, you know. I you mean, never it'll... have a story, right? Yeah. Right. And it's like nobody else is coming. Yep. So Here's the thing. I'll tell you this. Uh she still wrote a whole play
1: yeah, and rented out a theater yeah. and is acting in a whole thing. And so, like, it could be the world's worst play you've ever gone to. But, like, even completing a play, even if it's bad, is still a level. Someone's put a level of effort, and that's sure. all you're showing appreciation for. Sure. You tried. Yeah. Even if you still. I still go to the little kids' soccer games. They're yeah. terrible. I still go. Yeah. Segular says, shame on you. This production, for better or for worse, is the culmination of 12 years of effort on your niece's part not to mention her heart's desire. If you care at all about her, spend the 50 bucks and invest an hour or so of your time in her production. Her level of talent may surprise you, but if it doesn't, at least you will know you did the right thing for the sake of the family. I, I don't know if it's the right thing or not. I don't, uh, I would take the, take out the, the weight of sake of the family. That's not. If your family is going to part company or hold an animosity to you because you don't want to drop a hundred bones to go see this play, uh, I'm not sure that's a particularly healthy relationship. They might, they will, oh, it's too bad they didn't want to come or whatever. But like, you know, I would uh, get rid of the weight of that, but do it anyway. Just go anyway. Hmm. Dear Life from the Path, my husband and I have been together for 15 years. Over the last couple of them, he has grown distant. We were living with family for nearly 10 years. At the beginning of the year, we finally got a place of our own, but nothing has changed. He likes to drink his beer after work. I've asked him not to, but he does it anyway. I've caught him in lie after lie about his alcohol intake and jobs he has left in years past. As long as I go with the flow, everything is fine. When I get upset, he always promises to do better, but it never lasts long. Last month, I caught him messaging another woman and inviting her to lunch. He even texted he would plan a trip and let her know. When I asked about it, he told me he was drunk and it was stupid. Am I overreacting, or is my husband of 15 years no longer into this marriage? Uh, You might be... you might be presuming a problem or a solution that i think is is maybe not healthy i i wouldn't assume things were going well and then now he's becoming distant and slowly fading away from you i think your husband is an alcoholic and i think he's lying to hide that i think uh a guy who lies to hide his alcoholism uh, will just as easily lie to hide other things going on in his life and maybe even as a consequence of of how he feels about himself um, either while he's drunk or because he gets drunk um, and so I think you have a problem that is then expressing itself in 50 different ways that has very little to do with hey we were r- real close romantically and now he's fading away i don't i don't know that i would presume that i think it's much more of it is probably tied to his his use of alcohol
0: yeah i i agree i, I think there's a, there's some a problem, problems going on in his personal life that he's trying to get a grasp on and he's run to alcohol and you, you got to see if you could get him get him into some counseling get him get get involved in the church and and, and try to start turning things around in your life and give him something give him something to to look forward to i mean he's gonna need some help yeah and he's got to want to do it though too i mean that's what i was gonna say i think it i think it's it's
1: it's fine um there's no reason to believe if someone says hey i, I really want to change like it has to it has to reflect yeah. It has to reflect in what they do. So, like, if you say, hey, I um, I want to see a change to, um, let's set up a counselor, or let's go to these meetings, and he says no, then, like, at least you know, it's going to be just as heartbreaking, but, like, you can relieve yourself of that burden. Yeah. You cannot do it for him. It yeah. is his thing. Um, you want to give him every motivation to do it. You want to encourage him to do it. Um, you want to be steadfast in in kind of the ups and downs of what that looks like for him, but... um. Just know that it is not your burden to carry. Um, to you don't have to one believe him just because he says he wants to change. He has to demonstrate it, um, and you can offer to do help help with good things. But um, don't don't just don't let that burden sit too far on you. It's it's his to carry. Okay, secular says you are not overreacting. Whether your husband is drinking because he's no longer quotes into your marriage or because he is unhappy about other things going on in his life is anybody's guess. The question is, are you still into this marriage and the person your husband has become? Unless those issues are resolved, your marriage doesn't stand a chance. I don't think you have to say, are you into the person your husband has become? Um, That's too shallow of a a look at humanity. Um, People often become different, um, sometimes good, sometimes not as good. Um, And if they had the ability to move and change to good and not, not good, then that would presume they have the ability to move and change back. Um, or to something better, and so I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't just be too shallow about that. Have some, have some optimism. Like you're gonna, he needs it. Um, there's a point where, it, where it'll, where it'll feel like you're, you're um, doing things that aren't actually helping at all. Um, but you'll know when you get there. But in the meantime, um, double down on on helping him and um, and be praying and working with those who can, you know, get him on a path. And, and let's let's hope that he takes it. Yeah. Okay. Last one. You ready? Yep. Dear life from the path. I have been with a man for the last six years. He has been separated for 20 years. When I asked him if he was going to finalize his divorce, he said no. When I said I would like a commitment, he said he gave me one when he moved in five years ago. I said I want more. His wife even asked him for a divorce, but he said that's ah, expensive. I told him by my upcoming 50th birthday, I want a yes or a no on the divorce. What should I do? I mean, you kind of set it in stone already, didn't you? I think so. <laughs> a little too late asking for advice now. You kind of already threw the gum down. Wait, I love this guy. This is a classic dude here. He's been separated from his previous spouse for twenty years. Still hasn't filed the divorce. She and the woman goes. I want. I want a commitment. He said. I moved in five years ago, didn't I? <laughs> so this guy's a real clown. Yeah, you gotta get. You gotta get as far away from this as possible.
0: Yeah, that was a bad investment in time. I'm afraid. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. I, here's the thing. Uh, and this tends to
1: be dudes uh, that are doing this type of thing. But like, uh, one, one, uh, don't presume that he's going to treat you any differently than the lady who came before. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that uh, you, 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 that's where you're too optimistic. I told you to be optimistic for the drunk, but you already committed that guy. When you're not already committed to someone, there's no reason to believe that they're going to treat somebody better than they treated the last person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, secondly, like it's okay to say, look, if I'm going to commit my life to you, i got to see it. I gotta, I gotta, you, you've proven it to me. Like Here's how you know this. We have, we have uh, ceremonies for this type of thing. It goes, hey, do you promise to commit to me? And I say, yeah. That's why we do weddings. Everyone sees it. You got witnesses. It's all great. This back alley stuff like, oh, yeah, I committed to you when I moved into your place. But, like, no, I'm not going to tell you that in front of anybody else. And, no, I'm not going to do the formal ceremonies. like. And, yes, I'm going to stay married to my ex-wife from 20 years ago. For what purpose at all? Like, uh, no. Yeah. No. You're out on this thing. Like, now, directly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Agreed. Well, that's it. We're just going to cut it. We're not going to even wait for his answer. We don't need a yes or no on divorce. Nope. If he was going to do it, he'd have done it you're already. Right. You know what he thinks. and he's like That's yeah. right. Exactly right. And like you do, you have no reason, and here's here's where you don't have to have optimism. This is not a guy fighting for what's good. He's fighting for what's bad. Mm-hmm. He wants to be able to continue to perpetuate the bad thing because he's a selfish turd. He's controlling both women. Yeah. I yeah. Mean. He needs to be stopped directly, and you're going to put a stop to it. Yeah. You're going to be the one that sees this for what
0: it is and goes, I'm out. Or we need to rent a bus and go visit him. Yes. Yeah. No, that, that was that. Wait till so you know, we get this bus. Yeah. Okay. Those are but good options. Live from the Path. Uh,
1: Secular says, Assuming this man lives with you rent-free, you have spent the last six years with a house guest who is more concerned with his net worth than your need for validation. I didn't say anything about that part.
2: Yeah. We
0: just threw that in. Was does that have to do with anything. Well, he, it was too expensive to get a divorce. Oh, to get a divorce, yeah. right. I, are, they, are they that expensive? Uh, he's looking yeah. for, all of a sudden she's going to alimony or something, I suppose, or it's like 20, 20 years, years Part. I mean,
1: uh, I feel like the court would go, look, you guys seem to got this yeah. just fine. We're staying out. If his wife wanted a divorce, it would have happened already, and the issue of property division could have been bifurcated. Obviously, this arrangement is serving them both in some way. Your next... I didn't think about that. That the ex-wife is still hanging around for some kind of reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't force... Her to stay married to him? Can you?
1: I mean, Uh, you can do a no contest divorce after a while, right? I mean, I mean, twenty years of separation. I assume most states, maybe not New Hampshire or whatever, but most states got a path to this.
0: I mean, do they still have shared furniture? I mean, I can't. Is he coming home? Yeah, I don't.
1: (laughs) This sounds like garbage. Yeah, Yeah, it does. This guy's a hot, hot mess. He is. Uh, Secular continues. Your next step should be to make a final decision about whether the status quo is acceptable to you, because it is not going to change. Nope. Okay. Yeah, we agree with all that stuff. Yeah, that yeah. Right. boy, this wasn't super controversial today. Yeah, these are pretty pretty straightforward. Maybe we straighten secular up. Yeah, yeah, we've got. She's been listening to the show and getting turned back on righteous. Yeah, that sounds right. Hey, uh, hey thanks for listening to Live from the Path. We do appreciate it. Make sure you go. You can go to livefromthepath.org dot and catch back episodes of the show. Uh, at least for the past uh, few years, we love that. And actually, if just uh, I see you guys are digging on some of the old podcasts that we've got uh, retitled and out for out for glory. And so, uh, thanks for checking on that. We do appreciate it. If you've got the time and the inclination, we love it if you leave us a rating. Uh, I'm not sure if it does anything or not, but it does uh, provide some level of encouragement. At least to know that you uh, listen to the show, even if you hated it. Uh, we don't mind that at all. We'd love to hear from you either that way or through the uh, Bob Iselauer Life on the Path complete line five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. That's five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. I could be wrong, but I think we're out next week because I think I'm out next week. Um, so it might be a few weeks before we drop a uh, a show for you. We got uh, some. Um, Stuff that we recorded in the can that I might release if I can find the time to do it. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.